TCU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. All right, welcome in to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game on this Thursday, August 17th edition of the show. We are 16 days away from East Carolina and Michigan kicking off in the big house. It is creeping, not even creeping at this point. It is uh, almost a sprint to the finish. It feels like it's going to be here before you know it. Today we're going to talk a, lot, a little bit about the ECU NIL efforts with Hank Hinton. He is the managing partner of Interbanks Media, also very heavily involved with Team Boneyard. We'll get into that discussion here in a couple of seconds as well, and we'll also have a couple of other things to hit on from uh, the Interbanks Media team. Big news with Steve Logan. His show is coming back, The Logan Zone. You can hear it across the Interbanks Media platforms. We'll get into that discussion as well. We're live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on the IBX Media app. If you have not downloaded it yet, check it out now. Go to the Apple Play Store, Google Play Store, download it now, and you can listen to this show, all of our shows, with one click of a button. But Hank Hinton is alongside. Hank, we did this in the spring. We had an update on Team Boneyard. Had a lot of interest. By the way, if anybody's got any questions for our social media platforms, drop them. We'll address them on the show. Uh, but good to good to have you back in studio. Hey, thanks for having me, Stephen. Appreciate you uh, letting me take the time to, to come back on and talk about Team Boneyard a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, just kind of want to continue to emphasize – the importance of this NIL collective and you know we, we talked about it last time there's mixed feelings out there about it but I think everybody if you're an East Carolina fan you're and you're watching the show you obviously care about the Pirates and just want to continue to push how important it is and we're going to kind of run through where some of the numbers stand some of the updates uh, as, as far as that goes and we've got a couple questions I know that fans want to ask about a potential NIL beer which we can get into but let's just start with the general update how are things going with the uh, the collective at this point as we get ready for the start of the season things are going really well um, we started the, we started the collective last summer um, they were four original members of the uh, of the company that we set up, we're set up as an LLC and not a nonprofit. Um, there has been some uh, talk around the country of collective setting themselves up as a nonprofit and trying to make things tax deductible for their their donors. And I think uh, the government or or the NCAA or whoever whoever has cracked down on that and said it's not tax deductible. So one of the biggest things that we've done um, over the past few months is try to figure out a way for individuals to give to Team Boneyard and make it tax deductible. And we talked about that on the show last time, but all this is new. NIL is new in general, and um, our relationship with a a local charity here in Greenville is new. And so I want to talk a little bit about that if I can. Yeah. Um, we partnered with the parents for public schools of Pitt County uh, a, a couple of months ago, and I, the parents for public schools of Pitt County is a, a a charity here in Greenville that was in Pitt County that was started ten years ago. They uh, they they have three core programs uh, that shape what they do. They they've got community. They do uh, something called community conversations. That's that's held with parents and community members who want to share their perspectives on schools 
and learn about current education topics. They do parent edu- engagement workshops, um, and they also do school tours. And they're the director um, of Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County. His name is is Joshua Brazil. Uh, Brazil, uh, our our chairman of our Team Boneyard committee uh, is Doug Gomes. His wife actually serves on the board of this charity, and that's how we started looking into. Uh, well, I wonder if there's something there between us and this charity. If we can figure out a way to work with them to make individual uh, fans uh, donations tax deductible, and we 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 have. We've paid lawyers to, to make sure this is totally legit, and it is. And so if you go to our website, teamboneyard.org, there's two ways to give. You can give directly to us, and I suggest that if you don't need a tax deduction, some people don't care about a tax deduction. Or if you're a business, um, this could be an advertising expense for you, so you can give directly to us and you can write it off as an advertising expense. Um, if you're an individual that cares about getting a tax deduction for a donation, you can now go to, go to our website, teamboneyard.org, click on individuals that want to make a tax-deductible donation to Team Boneyard through Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County. You click there, and it takes you to their website, and they have a Team Boneyard page set up on their website where you can give uh, a one-time contribution, you can give monthly, you can give annually. Now, what are you giving to? We're funding contracts with about 75 student-athletes at East Carolina now. We have women's basketball players. We have men's basketball players. We have about 60 of the contracts are with the football players. We're paying almost all the, the football scholarships. And now we've added baseball. So uh, there's there's four sports these guys have monthly contracts, and we're funding those, and we're trying to keep those going into 2024 and maybe even increase the number of contracts and the amount of money that we're paying the student-athletes. And I want to ask, too, since you all have started this tax-deductible uh, avenue with Parents for Public Schools, have you all seen an increase? And I do want to continue to push that because, you know, we made the announcement in the spring uh, maybe some people are on vacation or not as engaged with ECU Athletic News. So with the, the football season coming up, uh, this is a really good avenue for for the tax-deductible donations. We, we've had a slow summer in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the charity, I think, is going to help us increase our donations, but I don't think people really know or understand what they're doing when they give to that. Right. So the parents for public schools of Pitt County have – have set up a separate checking account for Team Boneyard, and they're they're collecting money for us. Now, in order for Team Boneyard to actually collect the monies from this charity, we have to do we have to send the athletes to do things for them. So this past Saturday, we actually sent five athletes. We had Amaya Joiner, uh, Danae McNeil from the women's basketball team. We had Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton from the men's team, and we had Justin Wilcoxon from the baseball team. Those five athletes went out and did and worked at uh, an event that this charity was putting on at the Walmart on 10th Street. They were uh, stuffing the bus with school supplies for needy school children. And those five guys went and worked a couple of hours for, for, for the organization. And so we're able to invoice the organization for that work done. 
and that's how we're able to collect the money that that goes into that fund. We're letting them keep a small percentage of it, but it's worth your while to to give to this organization because the athletes are going to benefit from it. We're we're basically getting 94% of what's put into that that account. But we we have to send the athletes into the schools or to an event that they're putting on in order to collect the money. I mean, we're 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 a vendor of that charity, right? But it, it's working the same way. But now, if you don't care about the tax deduction, or if you're a business, give directly to us, and and we don't keep any of the money. We we keep it in an account. So there's really two there's two th- ways that I've seen that that NIL works here at ECU. Number one. You have a business that wants to uh, use a player or, or individual players in their advertising. We actually have a client here at Interbanks Media, an insurance agency from out of town who's a big pirate fan. They're huge uh, pirate supporters. He's coming here next week, and I've lined up a couple of offensive linemen for him so they can do a radio ad for him. And you know he's doing it because he wants to help and he's he's picking individual athletes to help and he's he's making that deal through his company with those athletes directly but he wants to help team boneyard too so we it's the money's going to flow through team boneyard right to them it's a straight in and out for that business that's one way that i really feel like that was why nil was right, set up 100%. in the first place so, you know, you could, businesses could pay athletes to do marketing for them. The second way, and this has really become the most important thing. Because everybody's the, doing it. The second thing is, yeah, unfortunately, we're having to do this because everybody else is. We need un, unmarked, we need, we need money coming into Team Boneyard that's not marked for an individual athlete. And here's why. We're paying 60 members of the football team. The second string and the third string guys that we're trying, that we're paying, uh, with contracts, for, with Team Boneyard contracts, they would never get an NIL deal. So football programs and basketball programs have really made it, have really made NIL just another perk of being a student athlete at the university. And we're now able to do that. We're not able to do it at the level of other universities, even in our conference. You know, we're, we know we're behind Tulane, but we set it. We set ours up based on what the Tulane football program did. They they tiered out the football team, basically with the starters, the second string, and the third string, or with a tier one, tier two, tier mm-hmm. three system. And we're able to get that information from the from campus. But it's, it's ultimately our decision, but we're, right. I mean, we're not gonna, uh, we're not, we, we don't know better than they do how to tear the football team out. And then with the money that, that's unearmarked for specific athletes like a Mason Garcia or, or a Rajay Harris, we're able to pay almost all the football team. We don't pay a lot of the freshmen and we don't pay the transfers right when they get here, um, on the, on the football side of things, but you know, when you take those out, you got about 60 football players that we want to keep around. And, th- and that's what, th- that's the, th- that's what we're trying to do is fund those contracts year after year. And, you know, we could celebrate that we raise like three or four hundred thousand dollars in two or three weeks in January, but 
we got to go back to those same people and get that same amount of money uh, for year two. Well, that's the, the thing, too, that we, uh, we really wanted to stress and I, I wanted to ask you about is you all have done a phenomenal job, especially raising money year one, and, and there was that big push. But, you know, all that money is, is being spent as we speak, so you have to raise it at this point annually. And so how has that process gone? Have you all... You know, continue to to look at ways to, you know, to reach out to those people more consistently, and then also, uh, very important for the average fan to understand: hey, the more that Team Boneyard grows their monthly contributors, the easier it is to reach a set number to, you know, to really pay, you know, those players almost an unofficial salary, so to speak. I don't know this for a fact, but the rumor is that Charlotte has done more money in their NIL collective or with NIL, however they're doing it, than we have uh, in the first year. We've got about 50 fans, alumni, um, individuals that are giving us money monthly through the website through a credit card. It probably, we some of them are doing $10 a month, which is awesome. Some are doing $25 a month, which is even better. Uh, we've got a few doing 50 a month and a few doing 100 a month. But really, like, I, I want to focus on the $25 a month contributor. That person is giving us $300 a year. Um, for, for Pirate Club members that give, you know, 1000 or 2000 a month to the Pirate Club, I feel like if you're, if you're giving 1000 or 2000 a month to the Pirate Club, you could probably add $300 a month, a, a year. I'm sorry. A thousand or two thousand a year to the Pirate Club, you could probably add three hundred dollars a year to Team Boneyard, and and it wouldn't affect your Pirate Club donation. That's kind of we're looking for more twenty five a month contributors. You can put it on a credit card straight to Team Boneyard, or you can set it up monthly with the charity uh, and get the tax deduction. You'll get the tax write off on three hundred dollars. Um, We've got, I'd say we probably have about 50 people doing that right now. And we're, we're a little over a year old. So, I mean, people still don't understand. But if we could grow that number to like 200, I mean, and that's not really that many fans. I mean, we, we have five to six thousand members of the Pirate Club. Like, if we could just get 200 of our fans to give $25 a month, then that's like 5,000 a month. That helps us fund. You know, if we if if everybody was on a thousand dollar a month contract, that helps us fund five players right there. Right. Um, so we got to get we got to grow that twenty five dollar a month uh, membership to two hundred somehow, and I, you know it would be great to do it in year two. Yeah, and just as somebody who runs a site that you know requires fans to subscribe, you know we've we've got fifteen hundred subscribers right now and hoist the colors and. You know, we've, awesome. been, we've been running it since 2010, and it, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It was a slow build. So it's, you know, I, I can see Team Boneyard going that route as well, but we know the fan base is out there, you know, because to subscribe to Hoist the Coach, you're paying, if you're doing monthly, you're paying around $9 a month or $100 a year if you're doing the annual plan full price. So, uh, we know those fans are out there. Maybe some are listening. So if you can contribute, definitely recommend that, uh, possibility. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you, even if you do the $10 a month option, that's $120 a year. That's very helpful. Yeah. I mean, if we can get a thousand of those people, that would be awesome. Uh, we do not have that right now. I think there's some people that just don't like NIL. Right. Um, so, shoot, some of our largest donors, like I'm talking about top five in the Pirate Club, do not like NIL. Top 20 in the Pirate Club 
so half of them don't like NIL. So they're not going to contribute to it. They're just against it. And I'm, I'm okay with that as long as they keep giving millions of dollars to the pirate club. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take that. But, um, if I feel like a lot of people don't understand where the money's going, we're trying to get it up to having athletes making, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to pay everybody 3000 a month like SMU has reported. But if we could, if we could get everybody on like a thousand to two thousand dollars a month, I mean, it's very helpful. So, some of these, uh, athletes don't have any money. I mean, the, the, uh, even with cost of attendance, they're not able to eat on that. Right. And they're not able to pay the rent. Um, and so, you know, cause the, back when I, back when we were in school, we lived, I lived in the dorms for two years. Yeah. Like these guys are moving out to the Jolly Roger and yeah, stuff like it, that. It ain't like, cheap. They, can, they can't afford it. They can't afford it. Uh, they can when they get their money, but like over the summer, like the money goes right. away. So NIL is helping, uh, you know, them get through the summer and, and they've got some money to eat fast food and, and other things. So, um, but we've done a good job, but there is a concern from the coaches that this is an every year. It's an annual event. It's an annual fundraising campaign. And, um, we really need more of our fans to get involved with it. He is Hank Hinton, uh, managing partner of IBX Media, not the assistant to the regional manager, as uh, as we were going to say, uh, <laughs> from the office. Uh, also heavily involved with Team Boneyard. Let's get our first break in. We'll come back. We got a couple questions about, you know, is there a way to get some, you know, a, a potential beer involved, like some schools have done with the NIL Collective. We'll also address, you know, the importance of some of the top donors continuing to give to this thing and more on the other side. You're listening to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. Back to Hoist the Colors with Stephen Iko. On 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game, Thursday, August 17th edition of the program. Our first week back for summer hiatus. Uh, it was a, a nice break, but glad to be back with the football season approaching. And we've got Hank Hinton and studio managing partner of IBX Media and uh, also doing a great job with Team Boneyard. And want to get into some of the questions we got on Hoist the Colors, Hank, in in regards to there's been some, some topics about a beer. Uh, Mind the Skipper wants to know, uh, he's interested in, in hearing about beer. Just asking for donations is one thing, but having a tangible product that people can show off as free advertising if it's a shirt or something and then increases in value if it's consumable like beer. Have there been any talks or, you know, I know this could, could be a tricky path to go down. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me, let me say, uh, all, all of us are volunteers and I want to, I want to, uh, thank the, the board members. Doug Gomes is our chair. He just retired from Grady White Boats. He was there for a long time, 20 or 30 years. Woody Tyner was with BB&T for uh, 30 years, and he's retired. So those two guys, I'm really leaning on them to be the workhorses now. Um, we talk about beer a lot on, on, <laughs> uh, on these calls. Um, Lance Clark, uh, who, who he and his brother now own Bill Clark Homes because Bill is retired. Bill, Lance... Heath, Hunter Clark, they are, uh, uh, they are the Pirate Club's big, big guys now, now that Walter Williams has passed on. Like, without the Clark family, uh, we wouldn't have a lot of things we have right. at ECU Athletics. So thanks to Lance for, for helping with this. Um, 
Doug and and uh, and Lance are also serving on the Pirate Club board. Mike Aman, who's a Greenville businessman, is on our board and also on the Pirate Club board. He is he has done a great job with uh, fundraising with all of the business contacts that he has and all the business owners that he knows in East North Carolina. So he's been a big part of our fundraising. Um, David Faree of uh, Anson Belt and Buckle down in Moorhead City, he just joined our board. Uh, David Price, the two Davids, uh, David Price lives here in Greenville. He just joined our board. And um, why am I blanking on this? Um, Somebody's going to kill me here. We have seven. Did I name seven? I feel like you were at six. Woody, Lance, the two Davids, and um, somebody's going to kill me here. Um, We can always come back to it. We got another break to to work it out. (laughs) Somebody's going to kill me. And this is why he's the assistant to the regional manager, right? (laughs) Right. That's right. Hang on. I'm about to tell you. (laughs) But this was a board, and two of y'all put this together. It's, you know, really. Because when we had talked in the spring, y'all were still formulating some of the members, and I know some have, have been in and out, but this has kind of been the board that's been really involved behind the scenes recently. Yes, and we talk about ways that we're going to raise funds, and um, and Doug and Woody are working with the Pirate Club to um, – hang on, I'm getting ready to tell you. <laughs> no, the- that, that was everybody. Okay. So Doug, all that's Hank, mentioned Woody, for nothing. David, David, Lance, Maybe you didn't Mike. Mention yourself. All right. no, I didn't mention myself. That's <laughs> there you what, go. He I, forgot was, I was getting really concerned there. <laughs> um, so beer. Let's let's go to that let's first. That. Uh, a lot of the schools, you know, we just saw a story about West Virginia uh, getting a brewery to now brew a beer, um, and and they're going to give fifteen percent of the profit to the, their West Virginia collective. Um, I would love for that to happen. We've approached, uh, I've approached one beer company and they don't have any interest. Um, I haven't talked to every single brewery in Greenville about it. Um, there is a new deal with ECU Athletics with Pirates Brew and that's R&D Brewing out of Raleigh and they, they have the Wake Forest beer and the Appalachian State beer and the Hurricanes beer and now they're doing the Pirates Brew which they're very excited about. That's not on the shelves yet. Um, I talked to them on Monday, and they're rolling it out the last week of August. So it'll be in the stadium for the Marshall game on September the 9th, and it will be hopefully starting. They're, they're going to start to stock the grocery stores and convenience stores with it the last week of August. So you, maybe by Labor Day you'll be able to buy Pirates Brew. But they're, they're investing a lot into ECU Athletics, with licensing and uh, marketing, uh, and so there's no NIL angle with that beer. So down the road, could they possibly do a second beer? You know, I, I hit them with, why don't we do Boneyard Brew and have Pirates Brew and Boneyard Brew? So we'll continue to have those conversations. The best conversation I had about an alcoholic beverage uh, going to NIL it was with Brett from Subdogs last week. He is opening a vodka distillery downtown across from Sup Dogs called, uh, and he's gonna, he's producing something called Crush Vodka. Um, there's not gonna be an NIL angle to that, but he said he's very involved with Team Boneyard too. Like he's, he does, he, he was on our board and had to jump off because he's getting ready to open a third restaurant, a third location, and he's opened this vodka distillery. 
and he's got a baby at home like he's got you do. A lot going on. So yeah, he had to jump off a couple of boards, including ours, but. He is still doing everything that we ask him to do. And so um, he actually said, why don't we do uh, some kind of bourbon or maybe even a rum because we're pirates. And, um, and, and you know, sell it for – have a cool bottle with, pir- with pirate on it, pirate head, or, you know, just have some kind of piratey bottle and sell it for like $100 a bottle. Whatever we do with this, it's going to have to. What you know, if it costs us forty dollars to make it, we're going to have to charge a hundred dollars because we're trying to. I mean, it can't be that something costs us forty dollars and we charge fifty dollars for it because we this money, you know, this money's going to the athletes to fund these contracts. So, like spending a lot of time on something like that. We're going to have to have a nice profit margin. That's why I wonder, like, the West Virginia beer, are they going to sell enough of it if they're getting 15%? Are they going to sell enough of it to make a difference? I'll take it. Whatever it is, I would take it. But, you know, having a beer uh, give us a percentage of that, it requires someone who knows somebody that is willing, somebody in the beer business is willing to, Give to East Carolina NIL. Basically, so, give away the money. So I would, I'm willing to talk to that person. I'm willing to call that person. If somebody knows somebody in the beer business that's willing to do this, uh, I will try to make it happen. I just haven't stumbled on that yet. Um, but yeah, Brett, I, I'm going to still work with Brett on maybe doing a bourbon or, or a rum. Well, we know Brett and Subdogs has been tremendous supporters of East Carolina athletics and, you know, they've gotten involved with our show, too. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think he's, he's going to do everything he can. And, and that's the thing. It takes somebody, you know, you can have the idea, but unless somebody's going to say, hey, I want to give to this NIL, you get, you know, it takes two to tango. You can't just have the idea. And you, I don't think you're brewing the beer yourself in your garage in your free time. So Yeah, it, it's got – I mean, I know the uh, Anheuser-Busch distributor here, Carolina Eagle. I know I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. Like he doesn't brew beer, so he's just distributing. So it's got to come from somebody making the beer, and they've got to be an ECU guy. Right. And I guess that's what some of the not all these schools have. That I mean, some of these schools must have like some kind of brew master that's a big West Virginia fan that wants to give to NIL, and that's what it's going to require. Um, the second thing that I've heard the most, and this blew up when Eric Church made the announcement that he was going to Chapel Hill to play to play for free for Heels for Life or whatever the collective is there, and then and then NC State announced that Scotty McCreary was going to be at their event that they did at a country club in North Raleigh. I talked to um, I haven't talked to anybody in Chapel Hill. I talked to somebody in Raleigh that went to that event, and they told me about that event. We are planning. We are planning an event for the fall in Greenville, and we're planning something else, probably a golf outing in Wilmington to hit all different kinds of folks. Um, I'm all for having music there. We can't, we can't make the money we need to make if we have to pay a band 40 grand. Eric Church did it for free. Scotty McCreary did it for free. That's how we can make money. Right. So, Bringing in Parmalee and paying them forty grand, um, that's not. Uh, we're not going to be able to cut a, a, enough profit. We we'd be trying to sell tickets to kind of break even or make a little bit of money. Like th- those schools were fortunate enough to have an artist that's such a big fan that they do it for free for NIL, and so that's what 
that's what we would need here. Um, but we are planning, like, what can, what can we do for an event at ECU? We can use the Murphy Center or the Town Bank Tower, um, to, uh, to have an event with the coaches. And that's never been done before, where we kind of have a Q&A with the coaches, um, get all four of them up there, Kim McNeil, Cliff Godwin, Mike Schwartz, Mike Houston. I think they would all agree to do it on, on whatever date would work for all four yeah. of them and, and sell tickets to that and maybe have a dinner and uh, a cash bar and that sort of thing and have the tickets and the cash bar and the, you know everything all go towards uh, Team Boneyard. The university would do that for us. The coaches would definitely do it for us. So we're planning that for the fall to see if that will work out, and I think that could be a really cool event. Um, and we'll have some really good auction items that we can get ECU's help with. Um, and so uh, the, our board is planning that, and we're also planning – we're working on a date to do something in Wilmington as well. So a lot's in the cards and, and things that you guys are meeting about. I think that that event will be a lot of fun. Uh, I think a lot of people show up for that as, as well. And, you know, if we can just find a day where all four of the head coaches are available, it would be the real key. Yeah, and, and I want to go back to this beer thing. Yeah, yeah. If – Everybody that thinks that having the beer is a good idea, and I'm one of them, if you can reach out to me and tell me how to make it happen, we will work on it. We just, uh, I don't brew beer. So we got to have somebody willing to give us a percentage of their beer. And I'll do it. We'd love to do it. Yeah, I think it would be, be successful. So if you know somebody... Is a brewmaster willing to give away some alcohol? <laughs> a or, brewery, yeah. uh, any kind of beer maker that wants to make a pirate yeah. beer Woo! to give to NIL, we're, we're in. We're in. As long as it, you know, tastes. Uh, as long as it's edible, by the way. And you if know. you know uh, of a major music act that will come here for free to do a concert for NIL, we're going to do that too. It's a real shame WWE <laughs> can't hear come here and do a uh, free wrestling event for NIL. Um, Jim McMahon. On behalf of the McMahons, but hey, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, so this is kind of off topic, but I just want to ask you the question since you're here. Uh, somebody wants to know, do you have any intel on realignment, or more specifically, if anybody is going to bat for us privately? So what, I, what do you know? What can you tell us? I actually know everything, but I'm not going to share it here. No, I, 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 Look, Steve and I go would know way before I would, so... Um, I think you were talking to uh, Mr. AD this week, and he yeah. said he'll talk to you later, right? Yeah, so still trying to figure out what's really going on. And I, I don't know. I mean, there's a tweet out today basically saying that ECU is ready. I, I don't know the exact word off the top of my head. It was actually one of my colleagues at 24-7 Sports tweeting about how there's smoke around East Carolina going to the potential PAC slash Mountain West Conference merger. It just seems like that's a pretty far-fetched idea as of right now, given the fact that the Mountain West Conference has $34 million exit fees for the next few years and that the Pacific, uh, whatever they're going to call the new PAC Conference, PAC 4, PAC 12, if there is one, doesn't have a TV deal. And the American would be an $18 million buyout. So uh, there, there'd just be a lot to work through here, and I'm sure that's what John Gilbert and all these ADs and presidents are doing, but... I don't know, man. It, just, it feels like, and, and us just talking, getting away from the team boner, I think, it feels like when conference expansion comes up, Hank, and you, you've been following ECU a long time like myself, it can you know, it can be kind of rude to East Carolina. We don't get maybe the recognition or 
you know, the, the, the clout I think that the athletics department university deserves. I, I know fans are anxious because they don't want to get stuck in a bad position this time. Well, I like to text with my buddies just like everybody else does. And this is, uh, you know, there, there's two, there's two hot topics, uh, blowing up my text right now. Number one is the beer. And I've had two, we well, have, we have a good listenership live. Uh, I've had two different people, uh, give me ideas on, on there brewery. So, but, Conference realignment is definitely the number one issue. Every always, morning, man. Always. And, and, uh, this is what I think. And I think you, I overheard you talking to somebody else here at the office before we went on. Um, I do not think that, uh, East Carolina is going to get together with Stanford and Oregon State. Um, now there's an Oregon State fan who's getting a lot of, oh gosh, he's tweeting every day about publicity yeah. for his, like, logos on mm-hmm. a map. Yep. Um, I, I would love for that to happen. Don't get me wrong. That's just, I mean, it, it's just made up. Yeah. It's made up. I mean, Apple and uh, ESPN have not, they're not gone, work together. gone in together <laughs> to form this conference where they're going to put ECU and Temple in the same conference with yeah. Washington State and Oregon State. Like, that's not going to happen. Here's what I would think. I, I feel like Stanford and Cal, Stanford being the big player in the, like, I feel like they, they're in control. Yeah. If they, if, if something were to happen, and I would feel like if, if, if I were Stanford, I would try to put something together that's best for me. And, um, so they're probably going to hang around the West Coast and try to rehabilitate the pack or, you know, keep the pack name together and keep those four schools together and then just add to that to form some kind of conference. I, I don't, I don't see uh, – well, I mean, if the TV money's there and Oresco can pull off a miracle, like with Oliver Luck, yeah. I mean, maybe it does make sense to have four different time zones playing football, and, and that's good for a TV contract. But I think we're in a really good position. Um, we might get screwed again. but we may, we may get screwed again, but I feel like right now with the group of five – we're not number one and we're not number two, but I think we might be like, uh, is, you know, on this side, you know, Texas East, you know, SMU is probably ahead of us. Memphis is ahead of us. Tulane is now ahead of us, which actually Tulane was ahead of us when we got into the Big East. You remember right. that? They took Tulane in the Big East and they added us after that for football only. So it it's weird but we've been behind Tulane the whole time and now you know that we're we're behind them for I guess sure just from an academic perspective they or profile they've always had that and now that they're actually winning and they they just won the Cotton yeah. Bowl so they're red hot right so they're, and they're we're hot hotter now. yeah and we're in a good position and here's what I I feel like really could be good for East Carolina is if North Carolina and I'm not sure if NC State is deserving of this but if if the Big Ten or the SEC end up taking North Carolina and want little brother NC State to go with them, right. if those two leave the ACC, I feel like that would be huge for us. Because I don't think anybody's going to take Duke. I don't think anybody the, – these power conferences don't want Wake Forest. They don't want Duke. They they probably don't want Virginia Tech. They don't want like maybe like a Pitt, we a Syracuse, College, a BC. Syracuse. Where are they going to go? Yeah, they're stuck. And, I mean, Georgia Tech – can you imagine if East Carolina, like, I'm, I'm not sure these, those schools would really want us, but they might not have a choice. And then that would be the best fit for us. And it would be regional and it would be, it really be awesome. I think eventually Florida State or Clemson 
they're going to make that domino fall, and then it's just a matter of what happens to North Carolina, NC State, and that's why conference realignment will never probably quit talking about it because it'll always keep we going. won't because then you look at a school like Miami, like yeah, no, nobody wants them, and you know they're not going to want us to right. come in with them. So every, everybody's always going to be unhappy. They're always out. Everyone's out for themselves. Here, here's for the what I'll say, though. I, we're we're pretty happy where we are. Like I feel like we're in a good conference, and now we've gone from kind of the middle, maybe bottom, to the top. We're, we're at the top now. We might not be in the top two, but we're in the top five now of our conference, and that's a good place to be. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have more regional rivalries and, and all that, but in terms of the TV money, the viewership, every game's available right now on ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN Plus. I mean, it it could be a lot worse, and you know, let's just let's hope it doesn't get any worse. And, and I think, from what I've heard, Chancellor Rogers is very involved in all this stuff going on. Uh, he's on the AAC board now, so I feel pretty good. I think John Gilbert's got a good grasp on. I think ECU is in a good spot. So we'll continue to update you on conference realignment. We could do it. We could do. A three-hour show just talking about conference realignment scenarios. But let's get another break in. We'll come back. We'll talk about another big announcement for Interbanks Media, the Logan Zone. Yes. is coming back. So we'll talk about that on, on the other side. You're listening to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. What's happening, man? What's happening? Tell me. What's happening? Every ECU fan's one stop for all things ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into the program. Thursday, August 17th, Hoist Colors on 94.3 The Game. It's good to be back. Good to have Hank Hinton in studio. We've talked a lot about Team Boneyard. We even talked about conference realignment. We've still got a few more uh, segments on the show. So I do want to talk about some big news for Interbanks Media and huge news for Pirate Sports fans as Steve Logan is coming back to the radio. So take us through getting Coach Logan back on. He'll be on, is it next Friday? He'll be back on? He'll be back on next Friday, Friday afternoon. I, not sure that we picked the right day, but we actually picked that. Uh, yeah? yeah, we did. We, we felt like uh, people would be in their cars or, you know, they would be tuned in on Friday at 5. Well, that's, you know, for me as a sports fan, not to, to cut you off, but, like, if I'm getting ready for a game the next day as a college football fan, like, I'm digesting my last media on that Friday. So I think it's a good time to really get into the mode. Yeah, we could have had them do Saturday mornings or any, some other weekday, but um, I just kind of felt like Friday afternoon was better. Right. Um, he did a Saturday morning 10 to 12, two-hour call-in show from Raleigh that we picked up here at 94.3 The Game. He probably hasn't done it in four or five years. It's been a while. So we're bringing him back to radio. He agreed to do it. Um, you know, sometimes he can be hard to, <laughs> hard to convince or, or tough tough negotiator. But I, I called him several times and was working on this, was working on that. We, we decided that we'd do a one-hour call-in show. He's coming here for the first show on August the 25th to kick it off. Uh, Philip Pilkington will be his producer. So, um, Philip will be taking your calls and he really wants tweets. Um, his, he's got a Twitter handle at Steve Logan show that he hasn't tweeted in, in like over two years. Can he still access it? Is the uh, Philip's going to have okay. to, <laughs> Philip's going to have to access it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if he knows the password. Right. But. But he wants tweets, and he wants, uh, and you can tweet at ninety four three the game. Right. Do your questions too. We can get those. But um, 
but we're uh, we're going to do a one hour calling show on Friday afternoons. On and and I decided that it would even be better if we used not only ninety four three the game, but we used our our bigger signals, our news talk station. So we're preempting news talk programming on Friday afternoon at five o'clock, which is one of the reasons we chose the time too. And it'll be on one zero three seven here in the Greenville, northeastern North Carolina area. And it'll be on 96.3 down in the Newburn, Moorhead City, Jacksonville, all the way to Wilmington, Riceville Beach area. So people down in Wilmington will be able to hear Coach Logan on 96.3. And uh, we've got a lot of fans in Moorhead City in that area, so they'll be able to hear them too. So one hour, five to six, Friday afternoon, starting next Friday, a week from this Friday. And the Patrick Johnson show, I think Patrick was telling me that earlier, six to seven on Fridays. Yeah, right so Patrick, show. we're preempting Patrick's show, yeah. but we're just bumping him one hour, um, and he'll now lead us into high school football. I do want to mention, we kick off our high school football coverage here at Intermix Media tomorrow night. We carry three different high schools. Um, we've actually, there's actually been talk of us adding a fourth high school because we have a, another station that we can do a high school football game on, but we've been doing three high schools for the last few years. It's busy here on Friday nights. Um, J.H. Rose here in Greenville, they kick off their season at home. I'm not sure who they're playing, but we have that game on 94-3, the game here. Um, we'll have Havelock High School on our oldie station down at the beach, 94-1. And then we have um, uh, Edenton, Holmes High Football on 103.7 WTIB. So I f- believe all three of them are in action tomorrow night. And so we have Edenton. Uh, Rose and Havelock, uh, tomorrow night. We kicked that off. And then, of course, we were happy to have your show back. Your show started, uh, was it this past, uh, yeah, it was this past Monday. Yeah, this past yeah. Monday, first week back. So we're almost at full strength yeah. now. We got Igo, we got Patrick, <laughs> we got high school football starting Friday. And then next week we'll be totally at full strength with, uh, the Logan Zone, which we're really excited about. And, you know, Logan was a great football coach, but he's an even better radio host. He really is. He, he's entertaining and insightful. And, you know, obviously doing it on the platforms here. Is he, have you talked to him about kind of the show format? Is he going to mainly stick to ECU or will he, you know, delve into other areas? When he was doing the show in the triangle, he really focused it on a North Carolina college football show. I told him that doesn't work for us. Right. We got to have mostly ECU talk. And I think the callers will probably take in that direction anyway, because it's, it's an Eastern North Carolina show. But if somebody calls in about NC State or North Carolina, I'm sure he'll talk about that for a while too. So <laughs> all you got to do is ask one question and he'll give you a, a, a long response. I, I had him on our show in the spring. It was awesome. And, but I only got like five questions in because he just, he's, he, he Loves to talk, so we'll have to get him back on sometime in the in the fall as well. All right, let's get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll have final thoughts from Hank, Team Boneyard, Interbanks Media on the other side. You listen to Hoisted Colors, ninety four three, the game. Climb aboard as we set sail and hoist the colors. Back to the show with Steve and I go on 94.3 The Game. Uh, Welcome back into the show. Wrapping things up here on this Thursday, August 17th edition of Hoist the Colors. 94.3 The Game. Hank Hinton is with us. By the way, before we get out of here, if people want a Team Boneyard hat, how can they get one? I will ship you one if you join for $25 a month. There that, you go. We really want people to hit that number. Uh, that really helps us, the $25 a month subscription, and we'll get your address off your credit card and ship you a hat. And if you have joined in the last month or so, 
I haven't done a good job of, of keeping my uh, spreadsheet updated, so hit me up, and or I'll be shipping those hats out soon. I'll, I'll look it up, and I'll, I'll get those hats out to you. There you go. Team Boneyard Hats now available for, for signing up for at least $25 a month. And so we were talking earlier the need to continue to grow that real subscriber base, so to speak. Hank, is there a, you know, I've raised a lot of money year one. Is there kind of a baseline number you are looking at reaching now? And obviously Intel will continue to change as this NIL landscape unfolds, but is there an ideal number? Hey, we need to get here every year to really feel good about what we're doing. We did over half a million in, in year one, and we got off to a really slow start. Um, you know, in 2022, from July 1 to December 31, we didn't raise much money at all. It was just a bunch of businesses picking players to do ads and so forth. We still, we've increased that part of it, but you know, that what we talked about before, the slush fund for the tier system for football, and a slush fund to pay multiple basketball players X amount. Like, we're paying six men's basketball players now monthly. Not all six of those guys are going to get picked by a business to do an ad for them. So, so we've got to have money that's not earmarked for, for Mason Garcia and, and certain Ezra Osar and certain high profile players. Cause if we didn't, they would get all the money. Like, we really want to, pay everybody uh, like julius wood for example florida was really after him we turned I, I believe this is public we turned him in for trying to trying to trying to pay him to come yeah. to florida like our fans don't i mean our business fans haven't hired him to do anything so right. he's not earning any money but we really need to get him some money so he's happy here and you know he's only got one year left so we we've kept him here but like there's going to be, there's going to be situations like that. like that. There's going to be situations with defensive backs and offensive linemen. Like we we need to pay these guys because they're going to get paid elsewhere if if they're not. And can we pay them more? No, but can we can we make them feel appreciated? That's what we're doing. And that's the thing too is you're you're going to have this battle. A lot of people say, well, what you know key players does ECU have on this team coming up? Where well, you're going to have a lot of stars emerge this coming season. You need that money for the end of the year when we're going to go through all this again to keep him here. I mean, again, you don't have to match the money, but you got to have something to compete with it and then have the culture here to keep him. If you ask me what the goal is for uh, the 2023-24 season for Team Boneyard, I will say a million dollars. But in reality, if we can do between the number we did last year and a million dollars and we just keep moving it forward – moving it towards a million dollars then i think that the coaches would be happy with that we need to see progress we need to go from 500 to 750 to a million if we can go from 500 to a million that would be wonderful and part of it it might be that this this nonprofit angle of us sending athletes into public schools to get a tax deduction for individual donations that could ha- that hopefully that's going to start helping more it's already helping a little bit we need people to, to uh, contribute to this and feel like they're doing a good thing. All right, he's Hank Hinton, Team Boneyard. we got to get out of here. Sorry. This has been Hoist of Colors, <laughs> 94.3 The Game.
This has been Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in weekdays at noon for all things ECU sports. Get a recap of the show at 943thegame.com, on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're back tomorrow with more of Hoist the Colors on 943 The Game.